The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. And as always, on every single Sunday after a Giants game, we're going to be providing our quick reactions to the game. And this time around, we are discussing the fourth straight loss for the New York Giants as they fell 31-26 to in a game that we were just saying they let slip away from them. They were hanging around in most of the game. They were really, really there, and time essentially ran out on them. I can't think of a better way to describe it than that. The Giants let themselves fall behind early, and that kind of proved to be it as they struggled to really make up the distance and then get ahead. They were in the game basically from first whistle till the two minute warning. Their defense played, I think, better than the Lions stat line would show. The Giants offense played well. This was probably their best all around performance of the season, even though they didn't score as many points as they did against Tampa Bay. But they just couldn't keep the Lions down long enough and get enough done on offense to really put this one away and take it away from Detroit. The big thing that you said there, Chris, is that they were down early and it's been a reoccurring theme in these losses in this four-game stretch. No football team can win football games if you're playing from behind and trying to play catch-up week in and week out. Sometimes you're able to muster some incredible comeback, but it's just not going to happen every single time. Statistically, the odds are not in your favor if you're playing down that often. Um, like we always do, folks, in the quick takes, we're going to be talking about the positives and the negatives from the performance and kicking things off. Daniel Jones had a very good day. Now, he was not perfect. There were some issues, which we'll probably be able to dive into more after we watch the film. But just looking at his stat line, he had... 68% completion percentage, 322 yards, and four touchdowns. You might be able to attribute that to having a bit of a cleaner pocket, too. Yeah, by and large, the Giants' pass protection was much better than it has been. Now, granted, the Lions don't have much of a pass rush, even though they were able to get to Jones. It wasn't on a consistent basis, and it really wasn't until they started bringing pressure towards the end of the game. Jones had a really efficient day. It did kind of help, and I 
I definitely want to check this when we go back and watch the tape, but it looked as though the Lions weren't really devoting any coverage to Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. And having that quick and easy dump off really helped Jones, I think. Just having that safety blanket, the guy who was always going to be there, catch the ball and able to make something happen after the catch. I think that really helped him after those first two drives for the Giants. One other thing that also helped out with his performance, now Saquon Barkley didn't have some miraculous performance on the ground. He did rush for uh, 64 yards and averaged 3.4 yards per carry. So not an incredible day, but still having some established run game also took a little bit of pressure off of him. You also pointed out the good receiving day that Barkley had, being able to get the ball out to him um, and using him as a dump off. I also thought his placement was very good today, which is something that we are always pretty positive about when he doesn't have good performances. But it shined today, especially on the four touchdown passes, getting the ball into those tight windows. And ultimately, that's why he threw for 68%. The only bit of a caveat that has to go with it is there were instances where he almost was picked off and those are just things that rookies are going to are going to do. They're not always going to be 100% clean in every single thing. That's really something that that happens with every quarterback. Every quarterback is going to have questionable throws. You know, we saw Matt Stafford just almost close his eyes and heave one into double coverage, came up as an interception for the Giants. And other than that, he was really good fitting fitting the ball into tight windows and getting the ball into his receiver's hands even when the Giants had good coverage those throws where you look at it and go um why did you do that or you know maybe not your best choice those happen to everybody after the early backwards pass that he had I almost assumed that he was going to have another downhill performance because as soon as he came back on the next drive he seemed a bit off he seemed already rattled because of the contact he was facing early but He was able to bounce back. He was able to face adversity head on and be resilient, which is an incredibly positive sign for a rookie quarterback because sometimes we have a tendency to see young players fold and crumble because they're dealing with an adverse situation. The fact that Jones is coming off of really three we'll say subpar performances, two bad ones against Minnesota and New England and one uh, okay performance, I guess, against Arizona that he didn't let the mistake snowball and didn't let him let them get him down. That, I think, is a really good sign. Probably even better than his stat line against the Lions, which, again, not a great defense. In fact, one of the worst defenses in the league, and they are down two starters from where they were a week ago in the secondary. So I think the fact that Jones didn't let it get didn't let those mistake those early mistakes weigh on him is even better than the yards and touchdowns he threw for it is worth acknowledging though that the the defense that he was facing is towards the bottom of the league and we spoke about that in the preview show it's just good to see that he was able to come out and perform the way that you would expect a quarterback to against a, a bad defense the other positive that we acknowledge and it's something that I feel like we say every single show And it's a shame that the rest of the defense can't follow along with them. But this reoccurring theme is that the pass rush is the best unit on this defense. They had four sacks today um, coming from Grant Haley, Marcus Golden, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Lorenzo Carter. So another good day from them. 
just not getting any backup from the secondary and the linebackers. No, and I, I have to give a shout out to my guy, Dalvin Tomlinson. In my weekly Things We Learn post, I had actually written the section on him before he got his sack, and I noted that he doesn't get consistent pressure, but he's still a really good defensive tackle that pretty much any defense would want to have in their lineup. And then for the second time in, was it two, three weeks, he uses that really nasty jab step, crosses the face of the center, comes up the middle unblocked, basically unblocked, and gets the sack. So, yeah, I just have to throw throw that out there for him for a for a big nose tackle. He's got, I think, a really underrated amount of quickness. It was nice to finally see our guy Dalvin Tomlinson come home and get the sack. And Marcus Golden continues to be a bit of a surprise performer. He has five sacks so far in the year. Before the uh, or sorry, after the halfway point, ultimately, you know, five sacks is not some incredibly astounding number, but it's still a good performance from a pass rush that was very, very poor last season. It's good to see that they have some playmakers now. Hopefully, they're able to get some additional young pieces to add to that arsenal of pass rushers, and if the secondary can support them and play better the defense can be very good as a whole. We're going to discuss the negatives now up next, but before we do that, we're going to take a very quick commercial break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
as in any loss, there are going to be negatives. And surprisingly, there were not as many as we usually have, especially in this past four-game losing streak stretch. But the first negative that we have, just like the pass rush, we have another reoccurring theme, and it's that the secondary was gashed again. It just so happens this time they were getting beat pretty badly on a lot of deep passes thrown by Matthew Stafford. The Lions' ability to generate yards off of deep balls is honestly pretty amazing. And you have to chalk a lot of it up to Matt Stafford, his arm strength, his ability to be accurate downfield, throw a long way from just weird arm angles, and then his receiver's ability to, to catch the ball cleanly even in traffic. At one point, I had the Lions having it having five plays of five receptions of at least 20 yards. I'm going to have to go back and go through the play-by-play and count up again because it feels like they had even more than that. And that, I think, was really the difference in this game. The Giants' defense would have the Lions on the ropes, and all of a sudden Stafford would uncork a 20 40 yard pass and they would be right back in it or they would have a touchdown off of it it was really a case of circumstance like you just acknowledged it's not easy being able to stop a team that can throw the ball downfield as well as they can especially in any third long if a team is able to complete those passes really any third down situation is is not a guaranteed stop uh for for a defense so they need to clean some things up like we keep saying. It, it really is just reoccurring that um, it's a very young secondary and there's a lot of young players in it. So it's just rookie mistakes. It's young player mistakes that they need to learn and improve upon. It was nice to see Janoris Jenkins to get that early interception that he had. Hopefully they can kind of use that as some, uh, some trade leverage in saying that he, uh, he had a bit of a better performance and he's been having some better performances yeah that's what uh four on the season for him right now i believe so four is the number right now tell you yeah that that would be a good corner to trade for he's he's getting turnovers yeah he's an available option if the giants decide to be sellers of their veteran players which i think most people are assuming right now so that's one slight positive from the secondary's performance that you can say that if they're able to to trade him for some decent capital the final negative that we have from this game is specific to one play, but an overarching conversation. It's that something has to change with the offensive line. Every single week this season, and it seems like for a very long time, we've had issues with the offensive line. We we've keep seeing problems with the Giants' offensive line in on different plays and in doing different things. And the specific thing, and again, albeit they had a slightly better performance than last week, but the the very specific thing that we're acknowledging is the play where Daniel Jones fumbled, and it was very specifically on the offensive line's inability to properly slide protect. Nate Solder was blocking no one, and a Lions defender came untouched, unscathed, right up the middle, popping Daniel Jones before he could even react or think. And his attempt to get the ball out ended up being a backwards pass. I do not blame that on Daniel Jones one bit. That's not his fault. He's playing in his sixth game 
as a rookie. That's on the offensive line. They need to come out there and they need to understand what's going on. And they need to supply that protection for him. That is something the Giants absolutely have to get fixed soonest. They're going to be facing a good Dallas Cowboys pass rush coming up next week. In fact, one that got even better as Dallas picked up uh, Michael Bennett, who really just perfectly complements the players they already have on defense. And we've seen Jones take a pretty nasty beating so far in these six games. Even though he only took three sacks only, that's still more than you would want a young quarterback to take. And week after week, we keep seeing these seeing pass rushers come through the Giants' office, offensive line unblocked. And for a unit that was supposed to have been improved and fixed over the last offseason, actually over the last two offseasons, that is not good. That's something that has to change. You almost want to argue a full overhaul, but Zeitler and Hernandez are probably the better two in the unit Something needs to be done about Nate Solder, who was manhandled by Trey Flowers on one specific play, and actually on back-to-back plays. Additionally, though, Mike Remmers was not the answer at right tackle, and I'm going to put a little bit of onus on that slide protection error on John Halapio for not acknowledging and pointing that out, because that's the that's the center's job. That's the center's job to properly call the slide protection if the quarterback um, is not doing it, which I would assume Daniel Jones is not because they don't want ha- him to have too many responsibilities and to be overly flustered. So center has to pick that stuff up. They have to make the right call there. You can't allow a, an unblocked defender to, to run full speed at your rookie quarterback who's playing in his sixth game. No, that is just a recipe for badness all the way around pretty much every time. And pretty much every time, bad things have happened. More and more bad things happen with the performances coming from the offensive line. Hopefully something does click. If not, potential moves might be looming, especially with rumors surrounding trades with Nate Solder. The trade deadline is approaching, so we might end up seeing that. We're going to have to see. So stay tuned during the week as we might be providing some reactions to that, if not addressing them in our uh, our midweek shows. On all though, folks, that is going to be it from us. As always, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And additionally, follow us all on social media at Big Blue View on Twitter. Also follow Chris and I at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E. And for Chris at Raptor M-K-I-I, finally follow the Instagram at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.